<laughs> what the fuck at any rate? What the fuck? What the What fuck? the fuck? Well, you know. That uh, was the podcast so <laughs> that recently featured our man Dave. That's right. Oh, right? that's the name of it. Yeah, it's called What the Fuck. Oh, uh, WTF. What the fuck? Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I think it's, you know. That was over my head because, I mean, I listened to it, but, you it's, know. It's, it's crowded airspace up there, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is a no-fly zone right now because there is debris. There's a lot over going on up head. there. Yeah, there's a lot going on up there. I, I'll admit to that. Good. So yeah, so yeah, our man Dave Mamet was on the Mark Marin WTF podcast. That's right. We were all very excited about it. We were. <laughs> I, I was so excited. I didn't know anything about it until somebody told us on Twitter. Oh really? Which was really cool. Yeah. No, they hyped it up pretty good. Did they? Yeah. On, in the on, podcast world, it was a pretty big deal. I know he's got like the number Which one podcast be, ever. It tends to be a bit of a bubble, the podcast community, it is. right? Yeah, like, it is. For sure. So it was big news in the podcast community, though, for sure. And that show is ridiculously popular, yeah, right, if I'm he, correct? I think he, he made hay by having the president on, which was a huge deal for uh, a podcast. And they had his but TV his show. Like he turned, very good. Right, and he turned the, the podcast That's into right. a TV show. <laughs> like he was right. in his garage he and the sure celebrities did. would come over and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, more power to him. That's yeah, yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's so. like a but it was like a weird scripted chat show and he was fucking a bunch of young girls on it. Like it just seemed it was an icky show. Oh, like, I never watched and it. And I think Mark is an icky dude. <laughs> Mostly. <laughs> well, he's like a, you know, stand-up comedian guy <laughs> in LA. Not to say that those are icky people, but no, the, not the stand-up at all. comedian you, world, yeah. You know, there's a it, you can make a name for yourself and be an icky dude. That and in Hollywood. And there, there's like a there's like a survival instinct thing with stand-up comedians. You know what I mean? Like because they're out there on their own all the time, and all they have is themselves and their act. That's right. They're, they're really it's a really a cutthroat world. For I mean, sure, guys are stealing jokes from each other yeah, and all yeah, this yeah. kind of stuff. And and who and I I I wonder about the women who are out on the stand-up circuit. No, I mean, that's got to be. That's got They're a, fine. A crazy existence. Come on. Too. I mean, so it's like, you know, it, it's a, no, it's, it's a, kind of a strange. They're very vulnerable. Yeah. And, it's they, a strange and it world. takes balls to do it. it did you really ever do does. any stand up? I know you did a bunch of sketch early yeah, on. I did, but I know I have. But never just you with a mic. No I, interest. How's everybody doing tonight? <laughs> yeah, I have no interest at all <laughs> because I know it would be death for, <laughs> more for the audience than for me, but yeah. it would absolutely, it would not work. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I, no one wants to see that. Yeah. And I don't want to force that on yeah, anyone so i'm not of doing course. that of course and i've been to plenty of you know i've had friends who do or tried to do stand-up and i've That's gone right, to yeah. their like thing where it's like they have to invite 20 people who sure. all have to go pay 10 bucks and buy two drinks right a bringer yeah and i've been to them and they're they're painful like some of the people are funny about like 80 percent yeah you're just like oh my god yeah, get off yeah. the stage and there's years of that in most stand-up careers yeah years absolutely yeah yeah, so it's so rough. good for them. Exactly. For it, this guy to get, you know, to, to do it from his garage and be able to find some yeah. traction, well, that's, that's amazing. Well, that's the thing. He, he also, he was a radio host, so he did some Air America stuff back uh, in the day. I think okay. that's how he got this sort of burgeoning interviewer reputation gotcha. while being a neurotic stand-up comic. Okay. Um, but I, I typically like his interviews. I do not like the preamble. There's a lot of people oh who... Oh, my God. Who skipped the first twenty minutes oh of WTF? And I get, wished I had. Yeah, you. Oh, you definitely should have. Did you not? No, I listened to. Oh, both. you no, you got to go right to the interview, buddy. <laughs> I didn't know this. you got to. No, you got to skip. I've it. never listened He's to his show. He's going to talk about dandruff and coffee and cats, <laughs> and you got. And who cares, Mark? 
Yeah. Stop. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. I have two thoughts about that. Uh-huh. First, yeah. you know, I was I was listening to it while walking my dog. And so it was it was like 20 degrees out. It was snowing, blah, blah, blah. So, and I have gloves on. So I'm not going to like whip my phone out and keep fast forwarding through parts of the show until right. we get to the interview. That was the first time. I wound up listening to all that stuff about toilet paper and whatever that he talks at the top of the thing. <laughs> well, I don't know what that is. Right. So and then smart enough to skip it. And then, <laughs> and then the other part of so I was annoyed that I had to listen to him yeah. yammering. That doesn't on put you in a good for place for the interview. No, it really no, didn't. Yeah. That A. And then the second part of that is I wonder if people <laughs> listen to our show and they're like, Oh, just get to the fucking minute. Oh, yeah, get to the minute. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. twenty minutes they're sitting there talking about nothing. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Nothing. But I would defend that by saying our show is essentially about nothing. So, you know, come on. Yeah. I mean, we have a... We have a... We have like a hook. We have a touchstone that we go back to occasionally. (laughs) (laughs) It revolves around Glengarry, for sure. It does. A lot of the conversation is fun about... It's about about the movie. Yeah. Maybe not about the minute. We're not breaking down the minute as best we could. But I think we do it as much as like every other minute podcast does. Like they're they're no, the difference our is episodes are epi- much longer. <laughs> well, that's the thing because they only do the minute, yeah. right? Because they do the minute fifteen yeah. minutes. Like okay, we're done, and we're not giving you any of the other bullshit that you and I give that's constantly. Right. So that's the difference. Who cares w- when you wash your hands after the bathroom? Apparently, most a lot, people a don't lot care. of people, <laughs> hundreds of people, have listened to that and either vomited or continued listening. So yes. you know, or both, or unfriended you. <laughs> <laughs> Feels germy. Speaking of icky, <laughs> wine gardener calling the kettle black. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. You're a little icky yourself. <laughs> Thank you for noticing. Yeah, <laughs> finally, right? What took me so long? What was I looking at? So, so anyway. Yeah. So this interview happened. Yeah. And I have to say, Mar- Marin is not, I didn't think he did a great job with this interview. I heard him do an interview one time on, on NPR. I don't remember who he was interviewing, but it was like a, a panel discussion. Oh, or no. Something. Do you think Mark made it too much about himself? Here's what it was. <laughs> he, was, it was he was interviewing Terry Gross. That's what it was. They oh, were like, oh, they want to interview Terry Gross. We got to bring in another great interviewer, mm-hmm. quote unquote. Not so fresh air. You know what I'm saying, Terry? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mark. Exactly. Mark Marin is joining us. <laughs> <laughs> so, and he, I thought he did a good job with her because I think, uh, I think she's a terrible interviewer too. Actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, respect. that's. I mean, but that's you know, but she's a legend, so you know, I can't. She's um, a legend because she's softballing, and people don't want conflict. Well, not only that, but the, to me, the problem with her interviews is the question goes on for forty-eight minutes before, <laughs> and then there's never a question at the end of it. It's well, like she tells a long story about her listening preferences for you know light jazz and then she's like and i went to the supermarket the other day too you know what i mean you know what I mean? and then the person's like yeah that's great terry uh-huh. thanks a lot thanks, you terry. Know, i don't know i, I don't get Chuck her mangione yeah. huh terry <laughs> yeah i don't i don't care for it i don't care for it i'm not an npr guy you're not mostly you don't do the soft whispery <laughs> voicey thing yeah it's not it's not at the top of my listening list. But but when a compelling guest comes by, sure. I'll check that out. Yeah. Like I do WTF. There you go. And the compelling guest this last week, Mr. David Mamet. Our man. Yeah. So that was fun. Yeah. So a couple of general thoughts is like I've seen Mamet a lot uh-huh. speak and I've seen I've heard a bunch of interviews and stuff as you have. This was the most casual I've ever heard him. Really? Yeah, which oh, is well, not very casual. Like he doesn't have a casual, right? 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 Really? Right. Yeah. But this is the most casual. He seemed the most comfortable and 
willing to not make fun of the interviewer. <laughs> he, yeah, he, he, he was trained himself a little bit. Yeah. Most of the time, it's mostly jibes. Right, like, right, right. Well, that's a ridiculous question, and I'll tell you why right. in four parts. But he didn't do that with Mark, oh, necessarily. Th- he, he did a lot of disagreeing with Mark. Yeah, but kindly so. Yeah, pretty much. You know, like yeah. he was an adult about it. Yeah, yeah, he was. So that was a general takeaway. And then the other thing is that like... <laughs> I don't I don't have joy in my life about the things that I used to have joy about. I think it's part of being old. Yes, I you follow know, like you, you lose uh-huh. some elasticity, you don't bounce back yep. from the pain as much to get back to the joy. But boy, if I had heard this interview <laughs> 20 years ago, I would have loved it. Hearing it when I heard it, I was like, ugh. It's like you could I could see all the flaws and all the yeah. all the little fears in there and all the little like I hope they don't thinks. <laughs> like all that stuff is coming through, like trying to project this intellect that he doesn't have to try to do because it's there. Right. He's obviously a genius. Yeah. Obviously. It's interesting. But he wants you to know it beyond the shadow of a doubt. <laughs> and that's right. tough for me to listen to. Yeah. He d- he's not someone who wants to display vulnerability no, in public. Exactly. Exactly. Much like many of his characters are right. the same way. Like everybody in Glengarry, they, none of them want to display vulnerability in any form that's right. to any of the other characters. No. Yes. It's all macho posture. Yeah. Exactly. And he's very much like that. He is. You know, and he definitely is. So write what you know. Good for him. Yeah. And I know? was thinking about that while I was driving down here after just listening to the interview about sort of the you know one of the things people say about you know Mamet his big criticisms oh he's a masochist blah 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 you know or a, you know a misogynist sorry not a masochist <laughs> a misogynist it's like what do you know about Dave that we don't know buddy <laughs> <laughs> poor Rebecca Pigeon she's really <laughs> do I have to Although strangle you be, again she honey? could be into it too I don't know no I'm sure she's into it <laughs> <laughs> no, but the misogyny thing, right? It's, oh, his plays are all about men yeah, and blah, sure. blah, blah, sure. blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, I, I don't know. that. After listening to the guy talk, yeah, you know, in, not only in this interview, but other times, he, he, pro- he projects that, like you're saying. He definitely does. But I think in reality... He just enjoys a good dick flick. I think is the thing, right? Like, and he enjoys writing a, d- a good dick flick. You good know what I mean? Flick, you sure. know, like, yeah. I- I'm not so high and mighty. I-, I enjoy a good dick flick now and again. Most of the movies I enjoy are dick flicks. I yeah. would say my wife well, yeah. would say that. Yeah. So you have a tiny little emotional spectrum that you work on, <laughs> like Dave. Exactly. So you can't fit a bunch in there. There you go. But a dick flick doesn't ask you to do anything. Exactly. And and it fits in the same spectrum as my narrow spectrum of emotions. That's right. So you know, that's I why think, you and Dave are so aligned. Exactly. Yes. So I think that's the thing. It's not that he's a misogynist. He doesn't like women. I think it's just that 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 he, he like me, he exists in this narrow band of him, and he enjoys as entertainment this narrow band of stuff. Yeah. That that's where that's where he goes. I so. think I just real quick on that. I think the misogyny issue has had its place in his career, and I think he is past that. Yeah, he wrote through like, it. We should allow every artist to sort of work through the times they were born out of. Yeah, and evolve. And I think he's done enough of that so that we can we can comfortably back off that whole label of misogynist. I hope so with him. But I think you, we can. But you can see even in this interview where it where. It, you know, people and if I were a lady, I'm not sure I wouldn't still be banging that drum. You know what yes, I mean? So it's absolutely. easy for me to say, let's ease off of him. <laughs> right, he's growing. Right. But who, you know, but fuck him. If you're a lady and you think he's a misogynist, he probably is. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. And you're entitled to think that. Exactly. So, yeah. Anyway. And yeah, and the interview doesn't really do a whole lot <laughs> outside of the birth wife bit, which I thought was sweet in a way. <laughs> it was kind of sweet. But also 
kind of weird. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's it's so funny because you so know he calls her just re, to re, to remind oh, yeah, him he calls Rebecca Pigeon his birth wife, which is which means to say she was the one he was born. He to wasn't marry. alive before her. Oh, is I how I was, interpreted. I thought it. it was more like his birth mother. Like he Ooh. didn't when he found <laughs> no, like like his when he he didn't no, have the right you, like I, his first wife was just his adopted wife. I, I know. And what his you second mean. wife was his real wife. I think what he meant was he felt born again oh. by a pigeon. <laughs> See, I, I didn't get that. That's why it's so funny how you and I miss it, d- differently interpret well, things all the time. One of us gets it right. <laughs> and the other one's talking about birth mothers. I don't even know what the fuck. Well, that's the term. I mean, birth wife, birth mother. Sure. That's where I went with that. I, but, but I think it's clear that if you have two wives and one of them is your birth wife, you, that's when you felt born. You felt like you weren't necessarily alive before that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you, okay. Yeah. That's fair. And you don't, but you don't understand my, my no, birth I understand mother it. thing. I just couldn't. He be finally more found. Wrong. He finally found what he had been searching for his whole life. He knew he was missing her, his whole life, and then he found her. It's like his birth mother. Uh-huh. But that's a mother. No, that's a birth mother. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know what else to say. I don't know how else to explain well, it. I, all right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You, but you feel like you're explaining it well. I'm just being. Obtuse? Yes. That's what you think? Bingo. Oh, you are an asshole, man. <laughs> no, Look, I think... You do that all the fucking time. No, I like... I, I understand your... your your. Thank you. Interpretation. Thank I you. I get you. Yeah, mine's easily wrong. understandable. <laughs> Yours involves wandering around. That's That was your explanation. You know, you wander around. But birth mother. Who said it? Birth wife. Who said it? David Mamet. <laughs> who likes to make you wander around before you come up with what he's talking well, about? Well, I don't know. He does like to wind you around. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So, Marin is there. He's sick, apparently, which he makes clear for the first 20 minutes of woe the show. Woe is me. Yeah, woe is me. I oh, he cold. did? He talked about being sick? Multiple times before the interview started. Oh, okay. It was See, a, the whole first 20 minutes were a huge... I don't know if you know this about Marin, but you got to skip like the first 20 minutes. You told me that, right? <laughs> All right, please, please skip ahead for yeah. five minutes yeah. right now. Anyway, uh, the first 20 minutes, he's just, there's like a disclaimer that he's apologizing for how bad the interview is. Yeah. So I was like, okay. I get, I get why he was doing that because he, he really just kind of rolled over a bunch. He accepted some shit that you, he clearly didn't believe in. Yes. But was like, well, this guy's a big deal and yeah, I'm not yeah. going to be confrontational with him. He definitely did that. So because other people won't come on my show if I'm confrontational with the guests and he already has a bit of that reputation going. Um, who was it? So Gallagher like stormed out of his interview. To oh, do really? That story. No. Yeah. <laughs> he started to call Gallagher out on his right wing bullshit. Oh. And Gallagher's like, this interview's over. I'm out of here, Marin. <laughs> smashed a watermelon yeah, on his desk. Smashed a couple of fruit on the way out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> this is bullshit. <laughs> I didn't know you did such a good Gallagher. Well, it's not that hard. I mean, it's, but that's my Gallagher. That was really Thank good. Thank you. That was really You're good. You're welcome. <laughs> if you had had some overalls on and a hammer, I mean, I would have been like, I would have yeah. thought I was at a Gallagher Here's concert. Here's a cut up trash bag, Bill. I want you to put this over you. <laughs> So yeah, so he has this reputation for being maybe a little adversarial with his guests, and okay. I think he was definitely steering well clear of that 
with Mamet. Yeah, he he wanted to a couple times dive in on something else and yeah. he backed off for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple of times he's like, now so, but wait, you can't. You must have been liberal at some point, right? You know, yeah, 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 like, yeah, he was stuff. like, remind me of a time when I could believe that you were cool. Well, uh, well, everybody's oh, a Democrat oh, we all, sometime. Yeah, we all liberal at some point, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So okay, so. Uh, so I wrote down some highlights for me, go for and it. I'll just go down the list. Yeah. This is it's inelegant, but it's it, I was taking notes on it as I listened, and some of the things stood out to me. What do you got? And so it was like a synagogue every week. That's that was kind of a big deal to hear. I I know he's very religious, but yes. I didn't know he was like an attender. I I would you yeah, would have w- guessed. I think so. It took yeah. me aback a little bit. I I felt like he was more of a scholarly uh, religious type. Like alone in enjoys, his in yeah, his cabin reading the, enjoys the Talmud, the, the Talmudy <laughs> yeah. uh, debates or whatever, like we talked about. Talmudy before. waters. Refer yeah, back to exactly. that episode, everyone. That was a good one. Yeah, uh, I, but I can I can see him going. Yeah, for no. the social aspect. I mean, we don't think of him as a social creature, but I think I think he with likes the right people. Yeah, hanging out with hanging out with his people. Sure, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I get sure. that. Yeah. Uh, the birth wife thing we talked about. Right. He he at one point called Daffy Duck the greatest philosopher. I'd heard that <laughs> before. You remember that you I have? Don't remember. Yeah, I'd heard him say that before. I don't remember. So it's not his. Oh, you've heard him say that. Yes, before. I've okay. heard him say that. Before. I never had, and I thought it was hilarious. It may have been that he he says it in the uh, in the master class. I think ah. is where he says it. Uh huh. Because and he's, uh, he's that, double dipping on his own material. <laughs> uh, well, you know, as you as you always say, everyone is the genius of himself. He's the genius of himself. And I think you know, I found him to be equally as relaxed in this as he was sort of in the master class yes. thing. Okay. So, okay. You know, he was to me the, I'll buy that. Yeah, he I think he's come to the point now where he no longer has to feel so militant about this you know yeah. image he portrays. Right. And he's kind of chilled a he's little not bit. Defending he's older himself at yeah, all times. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. As much as he used to. Yeah. So I think that's just he's just softened a bit. Yes. Um so I've I've heard that quote before okay. from him. Yeah. I was new to me and I was I thought it was hilarious. It is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> uh he then he goes on to say Stanislavski said that that theater is where all the pretty girls are. Do right, you remember right, this? Right. Bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So He's, I have an issue with this. Okay. Like every artist <laughs> says they got into it for the girls, right? <laughs> but my point has always been like we do everything for the girls. True. So we can't count that as the reason we did it. Right. Can we? <laughs> No. Yeah. Like if everything you do is maybe hoping to get a lady when you're young and starting out as an artist, then that's not why you're doing it. Right. Right. You're right. You're right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So any boy, he takes a big shit on Stanislavski <laughs> at some point. Oh, I thought he was a big fan of Stanislavski. No, he said, remember he didn't. No, nah, well, I have it. Because he says, maybe I'm confusing. Because he says Stanislavski said there's no uh, there's no underlying emotion in any of this stuff. It's just the actions that you take. Because Stanislavski was all about, you know, the poses that you strike on stage. True. Say True, yes. to the audience this emotion or that yes. emotion. And I think Mamet thinks the same thing. It's yes. like, walk over there. He said the thing about, you know, there is, you know, if going over and opening the window is just an action. Right, right, you know right, I mean? right, it's right. It's the context of the action that right. makes it mean something. Which I agree with. Yeah. I totally agree with this. This line of thinking, mm-hmm. that whole his character history building thing that he sort of issues, right? His whole mammoth philosophy of uh, the everything you need is in the script. Yes, just take the script, say the lines, yeah, stand in the right spot. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. And and he says by and large, he goes over a lot of that, and that was one of the more interesting yeah, it's a parts. Big chunk of the yeah, interview, and it was a nice yeah. chunk of the yeah. interview. There yes. was a lot of chunks that weren't as much fun, like his whole <laughs> family history and yeah, and you all came, these. You different came down hard, as I'm recalling. On, on Twitter, you were not happy. <laughs> well, it's just you were like, like 
this is I, terrible. Yeah, I mean, but the first <laughs> fit 10 or 15 minutes of it, like the first dog walk of it, was really boring. I mean, I was like, I was like, boy, I'm glad my dog's taking a shit so I have something to do to pick it up because uh, I was really pretty bored listening to his whole family history yeah. and the immigrants in 1912 and sure. blah, blah, blah. Sure, sure, and, sure. you know, uh, you said you had a broken family. Now do the David Mamet thing and shut up. <laughs> you know I mean? like, that's all we needed to know, yeah, right? Great. Exactly. So Yeah, quit with your exposition. Exactly. Jesus. But Um, I did enjoy the acting part where he was talking about actors. The whole section about actors was really interesting and Stanislavski and you know, just just say the fucking lines. Exactly. You know, that whole thing. I do I've always agreed with that. I think I have too as as an actor. I think I've always been an outside in kind of guy. You know, I don't I don't think there's this I don't not that I don't believe in the other approach. I think it's valid if that's your thing. But that's not the way I work, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And I think uh he he makes a good point in you know you look at for example Rebecca Pigeon his own wife who was trained at the Atlantic Theater Company I mean right, for sure. to me when I think of the Mamet style of acting <clears throat> and you look at across his films and stuff like she's the one who sticks out to me as the one who just says the lines yeah. her you know I mean? and Bill Macy yeah, yeah, seem yeah. to do it the best yeah. in my opinion totally uh, they they both bring something to it while just subscribing to the stand in the spot and say the line exactly yeah and it's so, so funny that he loves working with Al Pacino so much yeah who is the opposite of that I don't know if he is he, and is. This he was, was. I was trying to consider, he certainly was I was trying to consider this in my head whether he is the opposite or he is the exact thing it's just that the way he says the lines right and it's his right as the actor to say the line the way he wants to say the line. Yeah. But all he does is say the line. I mean, it's not yeah, like he's, but he's not crying on every line. And no. Not, you know, like, no, but I he's, don't know. I think if you go back to looking for Richard yeah. and see how he gets into that character, it, uh-huh. it is really like Stanislavski-esque <laughs> in method. It is. Well, Stanislavski or one of these other like more inner, you know, like more of an Uta Hagen kind of thing or like, you know. <laughs> Because again, I think of Stanislavski being just kind of like, you know, make strike a pose, say the line, uh-huh. move, strike another yeah, pose. Yeah, I don't. I think thing. we're I think we're of two minds on Stanislavski and I what he meant so. to the community. But that's all right. <laughs> Let's press on. All right. Uh, at one point, he did say, "Quote: Do you like this play, or do you hate black and gay people?" <laughs> do you remember that? It's a little clunky, but what they were talking about was if the if the writer is issue driven and not entertainment driven, right. then they're just asking you to hate the play or hate black people. Right, right, right. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you think of it as in terms of entertainment being the over the overriding prevailing ideal in why you came there, what you're sitting down, what you're waiting for, then he's absolutely right. And I just thought that was a really interesting quote and there's a, I mean, working in contemporary theater as I do, there's so much of that. If you hate this play, you probably hate black people. Yeah, or gay people. Or gay or people, whoever. right. Yeah. And it's like, no, I just hate the play. That's absolutely <laughs> right. Or nowadays, also women. Yeah. You know, women, yes. let's say, let's say, uh, and any kind of... You sound a little bit like <clears throat> Mamet. I do. <laughs> but I, I tend to agree with him on this point of, you know, entertainment versus issues. Yes. You know, I do like if if there's if you write an issue play that's not entertaining, right? It's not worth anything. It's not because, that you're against the issue. Well, I already knew the issue coming in. For like, sure, why you have I, your established. Why did I go to the theater? Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah like, exactly. Well, exactly. I understand what, what the issue whether is. Whether you know it or not, you are there to be entertained. I know that. 
You don't have to know it. He says that at one point. Right. I know why you're there. Yes, And exactly. I'm the writer, so I'll take care of you. Th- uh, that's what I do. You know, <laughs> yes, that, exactly. Right, you know, that exactly. Thing. And that's so, yeah, I agree with him that the, the entertainment thing is, it, I don't want to say it's more important than the issue, but it should be equally as important. Because if, if you can't entertain me, I'm going to lose interest. And that's right. you're not going to get me for the that's issue right. anyway. That's right. Right? I mean, so. Exactly. Um, yeah, so I yeah. kind of agree with him on that. I agree too. I thought that was an interesting, an interesting take. Another interesting take is nobody ever enjoyed a Eugene O'Neill play. <laughs> Direct quote. <laughs> this is really one of, one of the things I love about him is how the, these universal statements he makes. You know, there's just like the, yeah. the, 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 the black and white, just yeah. like you know, this is the end all be all statement <laughs> right. forever of yeah. everything. He you know does what I mean? that. Every 10 seconds. Yeah, the hyperbole. He's proclaiming. Yeah, it's amazing. From Mount Mammoth, <laughs> how everybody should be thinking and feeling. That's exactly right. It's hilarious. And boy, it makes for great scripts, but it does not make for great interviews. That's what I'll come away with. Well, I think it's. I think it does. I think he's, you know, one point Ma- uh, Marin called him a provocateur. And I think that's what he's doing. You know what I mean? He's like, he comes up with these hyperbolic statements. Yeah. You know, to make it seem Which like, is absolutely true, but he denied it. He did deny it. it but it's absolutely true. Yeah, it is. You can't look at that body of work and be like, this guy doesn't like to provoke issues in people. Right. Or just the interview itself is the same thing. Right. Over and over and over. He's just like, makes some universal statement yes. like that. And, Mar- and Mark Maron's like, uh, but, uh, yeah. uh, but golly, Dave, uh, <laughs> you really think I that? really thought you were great once upon a time. <laughs> so he's so constantly sure. just yeah, like putting out these things. And I don't know whether he believes them or not, or it's just part of this this thing he's doing i think he believes him you do yeah, yeah. and in like in a in a sort of asbergery way i think <laughs> he's got his rights of passage and if you don't buy it tough for you i'm gonna go on yeah i live yeah. my life my way that's a great way to live you yeah, know it for really sure. is for like, sure if you yeah can, if you can do that not if you can, letting anyone in ever <laughs> yeah if you can persevere in that well i think that's a super philosophy sean that way you can go through the rest of your life not having to know anybody. <laughs> that's from Goodwill Hunting, which you hate. Oh, I do, but too. I, see? Yeah, that's because I don't let anybody in. <laughs> that's right. Fuck Goodwill. That's right. Fuck him. Stupid janitor. Uh, another one of those quotes is, Odette's was not bad. That's what he said. <laughs> that's right. He's not bad. He's not bad. He's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, clearly, he was like, I don't want to shit on Odette's, but I got some issues. <laughs> it's like at some point, I would just, I just wanted Mark Maron to run down like every playwright. Yeah, in just start naming people. Just, yes. like, get his reaction. Yes. Shakespeare, good. Yeah, he loves loves Billy yeah. Shakespeare. And that his corny joke about Billy Saperstein, yeah. which I'm sure he says a thousand times. It kills at the poker game, yeah. buddy. It kills. <laughs> it's funny because all had those the, Jews I play poker with, they fucking love that one. He had the Billy Saperstein joke which was so corny. And then he followed up that with a really funny joke. I think it was about John Kennedy or something. I don't remember what it was. but it was, it Oh, yeah, that rings a bell. That rings something a bell. else yeah, yeah. that was funny. And I yeah. was like, oh, now see, that was fresh. Well, see, now that good. was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, it would have been interesting to hear him think, okay, yeah, O'Neill, no good. Oh, that's okay. You <laughs> right. know, just like hear, right. hear him. O'Neill, no good. I still can't. I didn't even get to say my piece on that. I love Eugene O'Neill. That's great. I love Eugene O'Neill. And I love David Bamett. Now what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like there's no room in the, in his universe. Right. I mean, I, I will I will concede. I am I am kind of that way, you know. That if like if I don't like something, 
and I decide I don't like it. I don't like it. Maybe you know what I mean? And that's kind it. Kind of that way. <laughs> it's hard. You're allowing that you, maybe sometimes you you let a little thing slip by here and there. I think maybe, maybe I you do. are that way. Yeah, exactly. But so. not kind of. You, we're gonna take the kind. We're gonna get some tweezers, take the kind of right out of that statement because it doesn't belong there. It does not belong there. Okay, so I can see you are that. That, way. however, yeah, I don't just dismiss. You know, like. If, if, even if I didn't like Eugenio, like say I don't, I don't like Neil Simon plays all that much. But yeah. I, but I will say the guy was a heck of a playwright. I mean, he wrote a lot of stuff, for sure, lots of jokes. I mean, you know, I I the admire what he did. Is undeniable. Yeah, I admire what he did. For I sure, don't, I don't necessarily love it, but okay. you know, I think that's fair. You have to, you know, raise your hand to him. Say, Absolutely, hey, high five, my fan. Yeah, my fan, my fan, my fan, fan. High five, high five, I have. <laughs> Tons of shit like that. Like, recognize that it's brilliant and it had its place and people love it. Yeah. Not for me. Exactly. Tons of stuff like that. Yeah. Do you, you ever think Dave considers things like that? I think, you know I don't what? know. It's not for me. No, he just thinks it's, it's not good. It's bad. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are there's... good things and bad things. And this is a good thing and that's a bad thing. <laughs> right, right. And if you like the bad thing, where are you? Like, that's what I'm asking. Yeah. I love Eugene O'Neill. Well, does David Mamet think I'm a sucker? <laughs> like, I got suckered into Eugene O'Neill? Well, see, the way you're feeling right now is kind uh-huh. of the way that I... I fear people think about me. Like they think, <laughs> like if I say, "Oh, I hated that whatever movie it was." You uh-huh. know, I hate that the, the first of the new Star Wars movies. You right, hated right, it too. Right, I did. The, the I Force did Awakens. Yes, get it some coffee because it's just waking up. Dread- you know, oh boy, it's really bad. Oh boy. Um, so uh, yeah, it's I did not. Bill Weingarten. <laughs> Did not enjoy it. So now everybody thinks I hate Star Wars. You know what I mean? So right. it becomes this thing. Right, 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 right. Where it's like, no, I didn't say I love. No, it's just that it's one. A, yeah, exactly. It's like, but you can't, but it's hard to back off well, once you make a statement like about that. About four now, right? That yeah, you well, yeah, hate, yeah, that yeah, you just four, yeah. four total. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I haven't seen the fifth yet, so I'll reserve judgments on okay, that. Okay, I. It might bring you back in a little bit. I hope a so. little bit. I hope so. A little bit. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I hope so. I thought Rogue One would do that, but you were bored out was, of your skull. Yeah, I was lukewarm on that yeah, one. I, really I was with it one. for a while, and then at the end, they I was really lost into me. it. Yeah, love that Mads Mikkelsen. Mads Mikkelsen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's the guy at the beginning, right? Yeah, he's the he's the guy that essentially designed the Death Star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The father of, yeah, yeah, exactly. of the girl. Yeah, yeah. I love that actor. He's great. Yeah, he he's is. terrific. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, here's this is something I could not agree more with and love that he said it. The only way to learn about drama is from a paying audience. Yes. That is 100% true. Yes, I agree. Stop going to school. Stop doing all your nonsense. Stop with your acting classes. Go get up on a stage somewhere. Yeah. Do something. Well, there's the that. only way to learn. Yeah. And like he said, the, the, the thing about if you're a writer you, in the audience watching people squirm when you've written stuff. Is, For sure. I mean, it's so painful that experience but it is instructive yes you know and the more you do it the better and i don't think it's i don't you know i don't totally agree with this whole like drop out of school thing but i think you can do both like i think you can all be in school and at the same time recognize that it's horseshit no, write your own shit and get it up on a oh, stage. Oh, sure, sure, sure. At the school yeah, or but at don't somewhere waste it. else. Don't waste like... all that school time and doing school credits and doing school <laughs> bullshit. You get because you're gonna your stuff is gonna suffer. Do your thing. Stop paying tuition. <laughs> Go do it. I think you can have bo- have it both ways. But okay. yeah, I, but I see what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, that's your problem. You want it both ways. I you do. Can't I want have it both ways. I'm a hedonist. <laughs> God damn it. I always walk right into your fucking hedonist trap and I hate it. I hate your hedonist trap. Hate it. Uh, New York is the biggest hick town in the world. Well, I got news for you, buddy. It's not. No. And they all, every city does shit like he 
pinned on New York. I remember yes, that fabric true. installation. I remember it be, being on the internet, being in big news that he he sort of referenced yes, that the, New York paid Park. an artist a, yeah. a lot of money to hang fabric. And it was gorgeous. It I did look really you. cool. It's beautiful. But it was not worth what they paid for it. That, and that was his point. Well, but here's my point. Okay. <laughs> Every city does that. Yeah. Every city in America does the same thing. That doesn't make you a hick town. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't. Yeah. I lived in Chicago when they had different artists sculpt bulls and put them on every corner in the loop. Like they're still there. Like there were bull sculptures yeah. everywhere. And they're still there, I think. Well, what the fuck is that shit? Right. That's bullshit. Yeah. And you know, same kind of bullshit. They paid just as much for that on its oh, yeah. scale as I'm they sure did for the- they, I don't know what they paid for him, but they overpaid for him. There you go. <laughs> you exactly. know what I mean? Yeah, that it's was ridiculous. A, that was a really. Uh, I had a feeling that would stick in your craw a little bit. It was just naive. I mean, I don't understand. Like, I, I, I get to some degree what he's saying is like the, the there are people in New York who are New Yorkers, right? Right. Right. And if you're a New Yorker born and bred, and you never move out of New York, yeah, and you're that person, yeah, there is sort of a small towny thing about that it's insular yeah it you, is. anything outside of new york is bad yeah or there's a lot of or that doesn't exist that's a prevailing I mean? feeling yeah, yeah like, it does, or, yeah it, it just doesn't it's not worth existing like, or it shouldn't exist yeah, yeah, new, yeah new jersey what is what is that <laughs> right. i never heard of that right you know? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> connecticut what right. the heck is right, that right 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 i got connecticut in my backyard i don't need to go to no connecticut yeah. you know what i mean so yeah yeah and, and why hey, i can't even fucking spell connecticut <laughs> And the reason is because you have everything you could possibly ever need in your whole lifetime in New York. Like if you oh yeah to, within twenty paces in, exactly. in some spots yeah yeah yeah, yeah, you yeah. Would, if you if you would never have to leave New York if you if you had the means yeah. and you were just you know wanted to exist somewhere That's nice right. it's a great place to it's live it's not bad no <laughs> <laughs> it's not bad so yeah I see what he's saying but it's it's again it's like a hyperbolic statement that really and his and his proof for it was so weak it seems like he's still a chicago kid swinging yeah. up at the new yeah, york yeah he just wants to take right? a shot at and, and boston yeah. from chicago and boston he wants to take a shot at right. new york yeah, you yeah, know yeah. so whatever yeah 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 uh th- this i thought was brilliant and i've experienced this and i witness it all the time and i see it and i hate it he says quote long rehearsal periods are essentially Rehearsing indecision. Right. It, right, it, right. This just couldn't be more brilliant. Like, you could base an entire theater off of that lone nugget of truth. Like, if you keep working the scene, it's because you don't know what you want. Figure out what you want and then work the scene. Yeah. And it'll go much quicker. Yeah. The, the rehearsal of indecision is all I see in contemporary theater anymore. Really? That's yeah. all you see? That is all I see. That wow. is now the preferred method. Right, you don't, you don't. They don't come in with ideas. With a full they play, they find them. Yeah, exactly. Discover them. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. Yes. You don't come in with a full play. You come up with a concept and yes. you work it out in in workshop. Or exactly. Whatever. Yeah, and I agree with you that um, you know I would rather come with a full thing, and then if we have to make changes to it, fine. Deviate you know I mean? from a thing. Yeah, exactly. But have a thing. Yeah, exactly. Have a goddamn thing. <laughs> it can't all be deviations. Right. On the other hand, I do think rehearsal, and I, I agree that too much rehearsal is death. Yeah. You know what I mean? You yes. get to that point, and if you're not rehearsing correctly, uh-huh. that's also oh, death. Well, not correctly, but let's say, uh, that's the wrong word. If you're not rehearsing, yeah. I would say efficiently yes. or productively, yes. then even too little rehearsal is death. Yes. You know what I mean? Because like, you, 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 you have to work smart. You can't just 
you know, okay, we're going to start blocking today, you <laughs> right, know, and you block right. for three weeks and, you know, right. and then at the end of that, still nobody knows where to stand. Let's try you having to go stand by the settee instead. Right, right. No, no, <laughs> no. Because then if you do all that and it's like, okay, and then two weeks later, people still don't know where they're supposed to stand. Right. And you're correcting them. No, you're supposed to stand by the settee. Yes. What's the point? Yes. Why, why do I have to stand by the settee? What, yes. if, if I'm not doing it naturally, why are you forcing me to go over and stand at the settee? Exactly. It doesn't make any sense. Exactly. So, I, yeah, I think it's just a, an, a, it's, it's, people don't understand what rehearsal is no. and what it's for. Often they don't. Yeah. They don't. You're right. Um, the, the theater I spent the majority of my time working in, they, their rehearsal period is nonsense. They do four shows a season. Uh-huh. So just imagine what those rehearsal periods are like. And then, so they do like two weeks of studio work. Then they do like three weeks on stage. Wow. Yeah. And, and all they do is rehearse indecision. That is all they do. And so it, they just keep trying That shit. really struck a chord with me. So they just keep trying it different ways. They keep trying it different, different way. Ways. They look at different options. They want things built and then destroyed. It's oh. like, <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's a bananas process that everybody's kind of on board with these days. And that, that process is filtering out. I see it other places now. It used to be just this one place <laughs> that I worked. And now everyone kind of does it that uh, way. That's interesting. Yeah. So the rehearsing of indecision, I think, is because you you've done summer stock. Sure. I've done summer stock. Yeah, we can yeah. mount this play in two days if we have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and two, we have to. Two weeks tops. That's, we can well, get this thing done. I've you done. Know what I, mean? I mean, I've done much shorter periods than a week, even. Yeah, y- you can do it. I was in, and uh, the play isn't that much worse for wear, right? Than it is over the course of seven weeks rehearsal. Yeah, I, I mean, I was in, uh, I was in uh, the mystery of Edwin Drood one time, and I, I got in it the first time because a guy left the cast. Yeah, and I was taking over like halfway through uh-huh. for one role for Dirtles. Had a boy, and then the guy who was playing the. Um, the chairman, which is one of the like, big parts, got yeah. in a car accident. Oh, boy. And the director was like, you're the only person I know who could learn this in time. Yeah. It was like two weeks. And yeah, he's yeah, like, so yeah. now you're the chairman. <laughs> so I wasn't even in the show to begin with. And then I wound up you know, playing Dirtles for a few days and yeah. then the chairman for like two weeks. Boy. And it was fine. Of you course know, you it just, was. You just, you just, you figure it out. Well, you know, and there were times where I fucked up. Yeah, but, of course. <laughs> you know, of course. But I, they, they allowed me to have like a script handy if I needed it because uh-huh. they knew I didn't uh-huh. know it and uh-huh. all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. So, I mean, there are certainly ways to do it well knowing you as i do i can see you filling in at a moment's notice and being pretty damn fine well i mean i don't know but it's all about just take the compliment buddy thank you just take it just say thanks (laughs) thank you now we got to listen to you explain it seven more minutes just say thanks buddy okay thanks that's real kind of you that is kind of you (laughs) but let's um, take that back that's real kind of real kind of thanks sorry real kind of oh you're very welcome appreciate it yeah no it's it's my pleasure Honestly, but yeah, you're right. We, you know, deadlines are the best things for artists. For sure, you know what I mean. For sure, ever. For and, sure, and you know, knowing that the show goes up on a certain date, and you have two weeks to get it ready, is is good for anybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's all I'll say on that. Uh, the dog ate the script story. Oh yeah, very it's a pretty funny. great story. Very right? funny. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just hearing Dave like chuckle at his own anecdote was like really charming to me <laughs> for some reason because he was really like, <laughs> now I had to call this guy and tell him. <laughs> the dog ate the script. That's a great story. It really was a good. Right? The other story that I loved Go on. was the story of how he met the guy who wrote the novel, The Verdict. Yeah. Oh was, yeah, great story. Yeah, you were right. That, he went to see the yeah. movie, the yeah. premiere, yeah. and the and the author of the book was at the urinal next to him and said, 
hey, did you like the movie? He said, yeah, yeah I enjoyed it, very, yeah, enjoyed it yeah, very, very much. And he said, oh, I wrote it. Yeah, yeah that's great. <laughs> it was so funny. That's great. I don't know if it's true, but it was a great story. I'm sure it's got some truth in There's it. There's a nugget of truth yeah, to it. Sure, sure, yeah, for sure, for sure. Very funny. And I don't want anyone to ever talk to me at a urinal, but if you wrote a major motion picture, say hey. <laughs> I'm fine with it then. Like, that's okay, right? But he didn't write the movie. Otherwise, he wrote the novel. Don't, that's what I mean. The novel that becomes a major motion picture. And the funny thing is, from I, I saw an interview with uh, Sidney Lumet, who directed The Verdict. Yeah, yeah. And big in, fan. Yeah, a great director. Great and director. And in this, in, this, <laughs> in this interview, he very clearly says, uh, where did the, sto- the story was based on a novel, right? And he goes, oh, yeah, but David Mamet came up with the whole story himself. Like, <laughs> right, right. He, he read the novel, threw it out the window and started over, and boy, he came up with a great script. So yeah. for that guy to then say, I wrote it, yeah. is, is the funniest. Uh, knowing that little nugget was, yeah. made it even funnier for me. Yeah, so it's anyway. good stuff. Yeah. That's good stuff. Uh, this one, it made me want to jump through my little Bluetooth speaker <laughs> and wring his little neck. <laughs> Religion isn't bad. People are. Oh yeah, that right. Oh, I that was one so, stung. Yeah, that, that one, and I think that alone made me go like, I'm out, buddy. Ugh. I can't get on board with you as a person anymore. <laughs> I mean, I'm still gonna. I bought the book and I'm loving it. I, you know, but boy, how do I root for that guy? Yeah, this was. I, I was. Thinking, I cannot root for that guy. After listening to the interview, I thought, you know what. What what of David Mamet do you really David Mamet do you get in an interview like this versus like talking to him at a party or like at his house uh-huh. you know like does he really think that that yeah. re- religion isn't bad people are bad I yeah. mean, does he really I think he does I think he does too as a religious person you kind of have to think that you absolutely do. right I yeah. I'm not that thing that people despise about religion. But other people are. Right, exactly. Right? Yeah. Our group is okay. Yes. It's all the other groups that are the problem. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Have you seen what the Catholics are up to? Because <laughs> Jesus. I mean, <laughs> right? And, yeah, and the Catholics are like, oh, the Jews. No, yeah, oh, exactly. Boy, of course they are. Eyes, of course they are. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like those loose Methodists, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Doing all that crazy shit. You know, when you say loose, yeah. do you mean you don't mean... What? You just mean no. less strict religious. Have you seen the Methodists? <laughs> Do you understand what they're doing? I mean, not in oh. a way that I could say loose or not. I don't know oh. what you're asking me. Oh, I've seen Oh, it. they're loose? <laughs> oh, that's a loose group of people. That's a loose... Your brother was a Methodist preacher. Maybe still is. Still is. Well, they, yeah. you know all about how loose they are then. Oh, he's loose, baby. <laughs> he's loose. <laughs> he's on the loose. The moose is loose. <laughs> Uh, I thought what he said about Ricky Jay and magic uh, and about how a lot of magicians are Jewish because they really enjoy the idea of miracles. Yeah. I thought that was really endearing. That was interesting. Yeah. I think, it was I really think, sweet. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And it's really interesting because I hate magic. I don't know about you. <laughs> I mean, I don't hate I it. I love magic. I don't hate it. I, I love let it. Let me say, take that back. I love things, Bill. I, I let things into my life, <laughs> into my emotional center. I bring them in. I let me, let me turn take that them back. over like a compost roller. I enjoy watching. I let them grow and become special. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I no. enjoy watching like like what Ricky Jay. I enjoy I'm watching him do. I am listening. giving you a blueprint <laughs> for how to live. No, I'm sorry. Please go. Ahead. I enjoyed watching Ricky Jay do his magic in that documentary and yeah. stuff like that. <laughs> I enjoy like um like when you see close close up magic and people are doing like uh-huh. the card you, tricks. So you like stuff. a card trick? I love Penn and Teller because okay. they that's magic, but it is. But you know what I love about them? It's like is how they, it's packaged. They tell how it's done. That's oh, why no, I like Penn no. and Teller. No. Then you don't like magic. <laughs> exactly. That's right. This no, is what you I'm don't. Saying. You don't. Yeah, that's you don't. what I'm saying. Yeah. And Penn and Teller are pariahs for having done that. Yes. In the they they in the should magic not have world. done that. Yeah. 
They should not have done I, 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 I fully support them. <laughs> well, that's, that's bananas. No, I like both Penn and Teller as performers. I would go see them in a heartbeat. Uh-huh. But they should not have revealed the secrets. They should not have done that. That was wrong to do. Because we like miracles, buddy. Sometimes I see a magic. I'll see a David Blaine. I'll admit it. I'm not scared. I'll see a David Blaine doing some street performances, and I'll be like, I don't care how he did it. Right, right. It's just fucking cool. It is cool. And I'm cool with that. <laughs> Let's just have an experience that we can't explain. What's wrong with that? Yeah. Why that's do you got to take point. apart every transistor radio, Bill? I do. That was, I that was where I was going. I know. <laughs> I'm asking you why, though. Where does that come from? I don't know. That's a great question. Why don't you just have I some think it's joy and some unknowns? Nothing wrong. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think I think it's an existential thing. Like, it's, I want to know. Yeah. I, I want to know why why things exist. Why am I here? Sure, why are we, sure, all, we here? all? What's ask the those purpose? Questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I want to take things apart and figure out what it is. Like, what? Yeah. How does it work? What's but you it can't do, make that you know? a totalitarian thing. You can't make that totalitarian view. It can't be the only thing you think. The only way you approach experiences. No, it should not be. How does this work? Right. That's not good. A lot of it is. Yeah. No, I know. I know. I know. I feel like you've taken apart our relationship and you're like, I don't want to see how this works anymore. I feel like you're just putting screws back into the back of the radio. Nah, I don't really care just accept, about this one. Just accepting the mystery. <laughs> I have no idea how this works. Don't, I'm just going to accept Don't even care the how this works anymore. I just, stuff's going to come out of that speaker and I may like it and I may not. And, I, and then I that's just, the end of it. I just have to live with it. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, so that was, but that was great though. I, cause I feel the same way. I love the idea of miracles. That's why I like magic. I like street performers. I like all that stuff. And I don't, I don't want to know the origin. Cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 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 Uh, there's apparently a Harvey Weinstein play in the works. Yeah. Which That's is on my list here. Which is interesting. Yeah. But he, the, the two things he said about it, I thought were interesting. The first thing was, you believe that shit or whatever it was, right? It's like, maybe it's not a Weinstein play. Yeah. But then he also said it's not actually about Harvey Weinstein. Right, it's about right. a guy who's named Harvey Weinstein. Or I, yeah, that part I didn't get. It was I, weird, I right? Said, I, mean, I think when he said it's I think when he said name, he was having like an Alzheimer moment where he said the wrong <laughs> word. You know what I mean? Like cuz he said it's not really about Harvey Weinstein. It's it's more about his name or whatever like that he said. And I think he meant to say like it's not about Harvey Weinstein. It's a guy who's like Harvey Weinstein. He said a guy with that name. I know. That's what he said. I know it did. But I don't think he that's no, what he imagine meant. Imagine he writes a play about a, or a movie about a plumber named Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> and Who? Comedic brilliance ensues. <laughs> but he's a stand-up guy, this plumber, Harvey Weinstein. Oh, he is. Yeah, so, solid so plumber. But he's fi- he can't get any work because That's everything's... That's right. He's being shunned thinks- because he's, he's a Weinstein. <laughs> right? They okay. think he's related or something. Right. And his name is Harvey, which makes it even worse. Harvey. So, yeah, yeah. what's he yeah. going to do? He could be a junior for all anyone knows. And, and he believes that he's got a six-foot rabbit following him around. This guy's just trying around. to do some pipe fittings. Yeah, exactly. Now you went with a Harvey joke. I did. That's well done. Thank <laughs> Because maybe he meant that name. Maybe he meant Harvey. He's a guy named Harvey. Uh, but during the Harvey Weinstein and the sort of the, the reverberation, Marin gets into, hey, you know all this harassment? How are you unpacking that? Or how are you processing that? Right. And Dave's answer was, everything goes back to the 60s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which Classic I old thought man was answer. interesting because when was he born and raised? Yeah. Through the 60s. It's a classic old he man really answer. He really has blinders on about his experience and how everyone should refer to their own lives the way he does based on his experiences. Right. Everything does not go back to the 60s. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> everything is preceded by the 60s 
vastly. Yeah, everything goes back to the pill Especially in Vietnam. Especially sexual what he dynamics. Yeah, like that started hundreds of years ago. Which he says, he says, over the centuries, every civilization yeah. has always had the question of sex and what do you do with sure. it and how's it work. Sure, you know, but uh, but yeah, he said everything goes back to the pill in Vietnam. And for America, I guess he's he's I, saying. Uh, well, but, I disagree with that too. But yeah, obviously, sure. those were big moments in our history. Yes. Right? But I don't think everything goes back. But to you, that. every decade, you could pull out some big moments. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. I mean, people in their seventies or eighties are going to say everything goes back to World War II. Yeah, and there's definitely not an eighteen-year-old going everything goes back to the sixties for sure. Right, they're going everything goes back to nine eleven. Exactly, or exactly. You know I mean? So yeah, thank you. Yeah, AIDS epidemic. Yeah, exactly. You don't think yeah. that had some bearing yeah. on the sexual right. dynamic right. in America? Yeah, gay people like everything goes back to the eighties. Yeah, you know? right. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like so it's just nonsense. It's like shut yeah. up, you scared old man. Yeah, it was a, definitely up. an old man answer yeah, for sure, which for sure. is disappointing. And fo- followed quickly by quote, "People don't learn." Yeah, <laughs> that's that's just that's it. Like we haven't grown at all. Yeah, because people don't learn. Yeah, I, and there is some of that. I get that, but that's it's not a binary. It's like. People learn or they don't learn, and lately they haven't been learning. It's like they learn or they don't learn throughout history. Sometimes it's more, sometimes it's less. Moment to moment, people learn or don't learn, well, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely, you, know, you slam your finger in the door, you learn. <laughs> <laughs> the, the 8,000 times you didn't yeah, do that, that's right. you didn't learn not to do it because then you did it. Yes. <laughs> right? I mean, yes. So it's like, yes. I, uh, yeah. I don't know. That was a, People do learn. Yeah, they learn every once in a while. They just, they sure do. If that's in a vacuum, I take umbrage with it. Yeah, I you don't know? understand like his like where does he find hope? You know, if, if religion is religion is not bad, people are bad, and no one ever learns anything. Right, like death is our only answer. <laughs> I think you know the sweet embrace of the grave yeah. is all we got to look forward what? to. I mean, <laughs> the sweet embrace of the grave. <laughs> what? That's at Bill Weingartner. <laughs> Please, please write him and tell him you love him because I don't know. <laughs> Sweet embrace of the grave. That says something about you, buddy. But you know what I mean? I do, like, I do. I, I, in, in I like terms to of think, him, yeah. Yeah, in New York is a hick time. I, I, but then he says other things like, most of us get along going to the grocery store. You know what I mean? Which, <laughs> yeah. which I had said similar right. things about how everybody on the subway in New York just gets along. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. And it's amazing. But that's, it's naive. That, I mean, that whole, I think that's naive. We, we pretend to get along because there are social graces that we've been taught and so forth. We don't actually get along <laughs> oh, at really? the grocery store. So you think everybody is kind of I think secretly some, hating yes, each other at I the do. grocery store? I do. I oh. mean, not secretly hating each other, but certainly there are. I mean, have you been to the grocery store without being annoyed with somebody? Uh, yeah, I think I have. You have? Yeah. That's because you're in your own little world. But annoyance is Debating something... the prices of, of sodies. <laughs> right? <laughs> Like you, you don't even know there's other people there. 89 cents. I don't, I don't know. That seems a bit much. No, but I think, uh, I, I think annoyance is a different thing. Like you can be yeah. annoyed with somebody and not want to murder them. You know what I mean? But That's that like, those annoyances given a circumstance might blossom into full-fledged issues. That's at, at least in, at least in my head they do. Please write to him. Yeah, and tell him yeah. everyone. Tell me to stop being. Everyone's so basically okay. Persnickety. <laughs> yeah. I don't believe that, but I believe everybody has agreed to pretend like we're okay to get through transactions. Oh, wow. That's what I believe. That's bleak. Eh, it isn't. It isn't. It's kind of beautiful in a way. Like if you if you know that going in, we're and all you doing it. this thing we don't want to do for each other. That's how I look at it. <laughs> it's like a love fest. It like, is. You know, you compromise. Like, right. I, I, I want to wring your neck, but I'm not going <laughs> to. 
and I'm doing that for you. Right, right. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is I understand in the, the, our relationship so much more right now because I know I know mm-hmm. now where you're coming from. You, but you, you've it. kind of always known this. About I guess me, so, right? but not. I don't think I knew it you explicitly. Didn't put it in in, in so these many, terms. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Whereas, you know, I think I think that people are generally okay. Like around, you know, you know, 99% of people yeah. are just, you know, they're fine. Well, when the music in your head is like, that's how I see you going around the world. <laughs> just like, that's a good picture. But no, I think I think that's a, if it either one works. Right? Yeah, whatever if you gets think you we're the night. all okay. Yeah, then we're all okay. Yeah, and if you think that we're being okay because that's what we've been asked to do, even though it's not like really what what's in the old soul there. Uh huh. That's okay too. Yeah. Unlike Mr. Mamet, I think you you create your own. We all create, and even though he creates his own reality, but he thinks his reality is absolute. Whereas I think I think we all create our own reality, you know. You see your, the world one way, I see it another way, and that's fine. That is fine, hundred percent. Yeah. So, but I think he he's got these, and I don't know if it's like I said, I don't know if it's what he really thinks or not. But you know, these these black and white statements about you know no one learns anything and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty weird. Yeah. My last note on the the entirety of the interview was Dave has a great desire to tell everyone what they can and cannot think and feel. Yeah. He he has a set of rules that he works off of. And I guess if you asked him point blank, like, do you want everybody to think that way? He would say, well, certainly not. Uh, well, how could we can all think the same way. But but I think that's what he would secretly want. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think he does think he's got the blueprint. Right. And he, you know, his life is not an argument against it. No. <laughs> it certainly seems like he's done something right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but there's, I don't know, there's chinks in the armor of the, of the mammoth adoration. And that's why the, we can't have heroes forever. We just can't. Yeah, I guess. We we wind, we always wind up learning too much about them. <laughs> that's true. We do. <laughs> yeah. It's just that that's simple. True. And I think he's is the I think the religious thing, the thing that he, because he's so religious and 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 he finds these nuggets of truth from all these different rabbis that he talks about in the interview. Right. And and the the ones that he likes the best are the ones that agree with his worldview <laughs> right right and so therefore right he he says oh well then i'm perf- i'm right i'm absolutely yeah, right in, yeah. in the absolute sense right. because i have found a rabbi Here's a rabbi who, who has says, told me yeah. that i am right yeah boom yeah. done done deal agreed i can move on to something else <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah totally yeah but he's a he's an interesting cat he's certainly interesting and he you know he's nothing if not interesting yeah he really right? is yeah and, and he doesn't come off as totally batshit crazy you know what i mean like no he, because he has well because he quotes people constantly he does he's, if he, it was just him quoting i think we'd be like this dude might be losing it <laughs> he really but does he quotes he's got, so many brilliant people he's got a quote for every occasion i mean he really does the guy is like he's like a walking quote corner <laughs> He's just always pulling some. Can we play the jingle here? Oh, I don't know. We probably can. <laughs> Walking quote corner. No, but the whole, I mean, this whole segment has kind of been a quote corner. It's the stuff he said That's in true. this interview. It is. When you go to the movies, you want to eat popcorn. You don't want to eat hummus. If somebody said it, and you just can't forget it, if you hear someone Lime juice and chickpeas. Corner. 
says, uh, you know, he's always like, well, it's like Ernest Hemingway says, <laughs> you know, and he goes on and quotes something. By the way, that's a dandy man that you got. That one was really bad just there. No, I thought that was a good one. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. good. I'm working it up. I'm working it up. Maybe yeah, by yeah. the end of the podcast, I can do do it decent. I yeah, think I think you're there, baby. I, oh, you just have to trust good. it. Yeah, well, I need some dialogue. I'm having a hard time like <laughs> sure. improvising. That's usually Dave, your Dave problem. Mamet dialogue. Just coming know? up with the right thing to say. Yeah, that's your problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, as Bill, oh, even in your life, oh, as Dave, oh. <laughs> Well, that was fun. It was fun. We we got apparently we got we got other minisodes coming at you guys. Yeah, we'll keep pumping them we out. We got bone <laughs> phrasing. We got don't what? I don't want to be pumping anything out with you. Okay? <laughs> I want to maybe we'll create some stuff. We'll have some niceties, some very platonic niceties. Okay. You and I. Uh-huh. I don't We could have like a dri- like a driving beat going. No. Nope. Boom, nope. boom, and we're See, pumping it out. Boom, is... boom, boom, pumping it out. Uh, 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 Zumbo, uh, yeah. <laughs> like that. Just right on out. I, I, you have to leave my house now. <laughs> There's no way I can let you stay here. <laughs> I mean, now we're into my truth. And that's this is this is goes beyond what I can stand <laughs> as a human. The societal contract will not keep me <laughs> in any way kind after what I've just witnessed. Okay. You have to get out. All right. I will believe you're... <laughs> nope, o- now. I will put <laughs> the microphone down and get out. I will believe you're okay up until the moment you choke me to death. So... That's what it's going to take? Live with that. My words mean nothing to you. It's basically <laughs> what you just said to me. Okay, I'll leave. It's only my... Okay, I'm going. Very anxious hands <laughs> around your kind of weird and pasty neck. <laughs> That, that's the only way to get the point across? No, I'm going. I'm going. Okay. I'm gone. Right. I left already. <laughs> All right, come back. Okay. We got some minutes to do. Yeah. Some good minutes. Let's coming do that. Up, coming your way. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, fellas. Yeah, that was fun. It was a good interview. And gals. Next time he talks uh, publicly, we'll we'll be there. Yeah. We'll, and we'll, hopefully uh, he'll be plugging the book more and we can find more We'll t- try to stuff. cram a bunch of hummus in his mouth so he doesn't <laughs> say stupid shit like nobody <laughs> learns anything ever. And Eugene O'Neill was bad. Fuck you, Dave. Have some garlic hummus, you asshole. (laughs) It's just chickpeas and lime juice. (laughs) I think we have to play the quote quarter. Okay, we'll play. Jingle at some point now. Cool. Right? Yeah. All All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.